Hello. Hello. It's going to be a fun one today because we're answering a bunch of questions that were sent in to us about love, relationship, and more love. (laughs) Yeah, advice and stuff like that. So this is our bonus episode for the week. And uh, we're professionals, so clearly (laughs) we're going to save your relationship. Or what we're talking about. (laughs) So funny that I'm doing a relationship Q&A. Like the blind leading the blind. (laughs) (laughs) Well... We're learning. (laughs) Give yourself a little more credit than that. I'm really good at giving advice, not so much at taking it. Well, that's not always true. All I know is I'm sitting here with my personal therapist (laughs) and we're about to therapize you. (laughs) Yeah. You are welcome. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we asked for questions for this Q&A. So what did did we get? Okay. So we got a lot of really good ones actually from a blend of, I was going to say males and females. So I was going to say, let's start light. How about you close? I haven't heard any of these questions and you've read all of them. So why don't you just like close your eyes and pick one? Okay. Close your eyes and pick one. I know, but I had to put it on the, <laughs> I had to put them on the thing. Look at it. You want me to be I like, just love oh. that you're like, okay. <laughs> Here we go. Does social media slash the ability to DM prevent commitment? No. No. Well, according to me, no. I'm just saying in general, do you think, I'm just saying that as a person that just read that question for somebody else. Do you think that the ability to have all of the access to anyone that you want has prevented a lot of relationships or people from committing to somebody? No, because I think if you don't want to commit, you're not going to commit. And if you're going to cheat, you're going to cheat. It doesn't matter. It yeah. Living in this era definitely makes it easier and mm-hmm. it makes everybody fair game. Like you can reach out to a celebrity or you can like people that you normally would never cross paths with, but it doesn't change the fact that some people are going to do it and others just aren't. Yeah, I agree with that. When I read that that question, I immediately thought that there is no personality type that is less attractive to me than like a man that has FOMO. Oh, yeah, I hate that. So like a, a guy that, you know, isn't content with what he has and it's like they have to find somebody that's so-called smarter, prettier, funnier. Yeah. But then also like has to be at every party, has to be at every event. Yeah. And I feel like that personality type would cross over regardless of social media Oh, definitely. They're, like you said, they're going to find a way to not commit. Yeah. Also, for me, even though it's like my business and I'm on it all the time, mm-hmm. I have never looked at social media as like a catalog to shop for hot people. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so, sing- I mean, you know, I'm so single focused that if I have chosen you, I am happy with you. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if I have access to Which it. Which just proves my point is like you're not yeah. inclined to do it. So you're not. It doesn't matter that there's access. You're just not going to do it. Totally. And if you were the exact opposite, you're doing it regardless. 100%. My mom used to say that. She's like, you shouldn't worry about what a guy is doing when he goes out on Friday nights because a guy that wants to cheat is going to find a way to cheat even at the grocery store. Yeah. Next question. Do you believe that we fall in love three times in our lifetime? Is that like a there's like a, a there, thing? Yeah. I've seen like multiple Instagram posts or memes about how you fall in love with three people in a lifetime. Like one is like the first love, second is the one that teaches you a lesson, and then the third one is the big love, like the the one that you end up with forever. Well, I didn't know that that was a thing, but mm-hmm. that's true for me. Really? I married my big love, my third love, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I didn't I didn't realize that that was a thing. That's crazy. I was going to say, I don't think that there's like some big cosmic plan for love. I feel like if as long as you put yourself out there and you are willing to accept it and give it, then you can fall in love as many times as you want to. I definitely think that that's true. Like you're never going to be alone and you can be in love 
any number of different times with different people. Yeah. But I think that most people who are relationship oriented probably have three big relationships with someone. Yeah. You know, mine was in my young or older teens, like young adult Mm -hmm. in that period, which was very toxic and emotional and immature and stuff like that. Then I had another one in like my mid 20s, like most of my 20s. Oh, yeah. And then I met Brett in my late 20s and then married That was your big love. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like I have such a hard time distinguishing who I actually really loved, especially if it's like for the right reason. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think when you are immature and I think it's taken me a very long time to develop into what an actual healthy love looks like, as in accepting them for who they are Mm -hmm. versus seeing people as projects. Yeah, that's been a massive thing or like falling in love with them versus potential. Yeah. So I've had a really difficult time looking back on my dating experience and thinking, who did I actually love and who was I with? because it felt safe and it was hard to leave Mm -hmm. versus like, was I drawn to that person? Yeah. But like the three that I'm picturing, I would qualify as love, but not like what I, how I love Brett currently. Like they were all different types of love, but definitely in love. Yeah. I think that you would have to look at it more like seasons. Like who did you truly feel like you loved at that time? with the capacity that you had at that time versus even hindsight. Cause I feel like hindsight, mm-hmm. especially in my brain really muddies the water where it's yeah. like my ego comes into play. And I'm like, I didn't love him anyways. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I do think that we've d- discussed this multiple times that every relationship is so different and brings out a different side of you mm-hmm. that it's not like one is better than the other. They're all just going just to be also, different. Yeah. So different, which it gives you a lot to look forward to. Yeah. And I think that kind of goes into how do you know when someone is the one? That was another question. And that's something mm. you and I have discussed like multiple times. Do you want to answer it? Or do you want me to? I already answer? know what your answer is, <laughs> but we kind of have similar ones a little bit. What's my answer? <laughs> there is was... no such thing as the one. Oh, yeah. I don't, we don't believe in soulmates here. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what is, what is my answer? I, I don't recall. Yeah, no, I don't think. I think that's just because there's just so many ways. I guess that sort of did. We just answered that question earlier. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I think you can just love so many different people. Yeah and have different types of love and different types of connection. The thing is, I do believe in soulmates. I just believe that you can have many. You can even have soulmates with friends. That's what I mean. It's yeah. like you, ha- you have it in so many different ways. Like when you meet someone and you just inexplicably click, regardless of what capacity you click in, it could mm-hmm. just be friendships or colleagues or something else like that, that it doesn't have to be romantic. Yeah. When you just click with someone and you just, you fit so seamlessly in so many ways that you can't explain. Yeah. I just think that that's your soul recognizing another person's soul and even like the fact that you could have known them in a past lifetime Mm -hmm. which is what a lot of people argue just because it does feel so comfortable we've sat on the couch and talked about this so many times but I used to think that you had to have every little thing in common for someone to be your soulmate like Mm -hmm. if they liked this 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 and this and that meant that they were your perfect person yeah And it took me up until like this year to realize that you don't have to have all of the same hobbies or have Mm. the same sense of humor even as that person. Yeah. When you're in like an adult mature relationship, you start looking at, do they accept my boundaries? Do they respect me? Mm -hmm. Um, Are they consistent? Can I rely on them? Mm -hmm. Do they make me feel loved? Mm -hmm. And that in itself, I think is so rare. So that is almost like more like a soulmate connection than just liking the same movies yeah. And the same music and mm-hmm. activities. Yeah. So I think that even like my version of what makes someone the one has shifted so much throughout the years to the point where I realized there isn't 
anyone. There's some someone that fits you in that stage that you're in currently. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. I think it's just we all go through different seasons in life, and we need different things from different people at those different times. Totally. And you're always going to find someone. Yeah, and you're going to grow and be a very different variation of yourself than mm-hmm. you were maybe the year prior. Mm-hmm. So finding someone that is willing to grow with you, yeah, is something I never used to think about. But that is so crucial because it doesn't yeah. matter. You're just going if you're doing it right. You're going to continue to evolve always. So yeah. you need to be with someone who accepts you right now, but also is excited to watch you grow and be with you as you grow mm-hmm. and grow themselves. Yeah, and not be threatened by that. I've heard of people in relationships where they've said. Like, where is that person I fell in love with? Yeah. As if it's some negative thing to become a different version of yourself. And Mm -hmm. it's like one thing to pick up like a vice or a bad habit that that's not what we're talking about. It's more along the lines of like your hobbies and, you know, maybe you became more of an introvert versus extrovert. Yeah. You have to accept that when you're accepting being with somebody. Mm -hmm. Favorite date night. My favorite date night is the thing that we do every night. Just stay in, order takeout, <laughs> yeah. and like watch a TV show or yeah. play a game or something. Like just quality time in any capacity. Any capacity where it feels like we can talk. Yes. Like I definitely enjoy going to like a show or a comedy show or something mm-hmm. like that. But you can't talk at all during that time. And sometimes no. when you're juggling a relationship with life and work and you, you don't live together or something yeah. like that, it's like... I think it's really important to have date nights where you can actually talk and connect. Pause something and then be able to like talk about how you feel about it. What is my perfect date? There has to be food and activity and then some sort of pampering involved. Is this like dream date, like infinite amount of cash? Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, I don't think the answer would change much. Based Um, off my answer, I didn't involve any cash, like fantasy stuff. It's just like, like, okay, what's your perfect date? So I would say that my dream date, there's going to be a beach involved. If I could start it, sunrise, coffee. Really? Breakfast. You you want to get up that early? Yeah. I like I, I liked sunrises more than sunsets. Okay. So I want a sunrise and I want some coffee and I want to be on the beach. Okay. I want to be with my boo. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> on my perfect date. That was it's ass- not a solo date. <laughs> that was assumed. <laughs> and uh, there's definitely a lot of food involved. So... I see myself uh, before that happening. I, th- I see myself going to the spa and getting a massage, a deep tissue. Mm. I see myself getting some Thai takeout. Okay. Sitting in bed, watching a movie. Okay. Pouring myself a Jack and Ginger and then going to bed early because what? I was up at sunrise. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> On the beach sipping coffee. That's an extremely Taurus response. Response, yeah. yeah. I like the beauty of a sunrise. Yeah. With it, it's it's all about setting the scene. Yeah. As a Taurus. I yeah. think if you're listening, you get this. It's the fuzzy blanket, it's the candle, uh-huh. it's the cute movie, it's mm-hmm. it's the snack, it's the drink. Yeah. Everything has to be like a moment. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, I get it. And then I really like pampering. I got a great deep tissue at Burke Williams today. This is not an ad. <laughs> but it was really nice. <laughs> but please sponsor us. <laughs> yes. Please. My upper shoulders need you. This question annoyed me, so I'm gonna include it. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) How do I get over an ex that is now engaged? (laughs) Move the hell on. Yeah, just (laughs) get over it. They're not yours anymore. Yeah. There's no like formula to moving on, and it's okay Mm -hmm. to still be hurting, and it's okay to feel all those things. But at some point, you just kind of got to figure it the fuck out. Seriously. It (laughs) really bothered me because I, and no offense to this person that asked that question. I'm sorry you're struggling, but. 
So if they dumped you, you weren't the right fit for them. Sure. So you weren't meant to be. Sure. If you dumped them, accept it, accept your decision. They were not meant for you. Yeah. If it was an amicable split where you both decided. Yeah. It's like there's no version of that that points to you having been each other's soulmates meant to be together and then it didn't work out. If it was going to work out, you would be the one walking down the aisle with him. Yeah. And or or her. Exactly. So if it didn't work out, move along because I feel like you are wasting a lot of time and energy on somebody that does not want to be with you mm-hmm. when someone else is going to meet you and think you're like the coolest, best yeah. thing ever yeah. and want to put a ring on it. Yeah. So save space for that. You're going to end up with who you're meant to en- end up with. Mm-hmm. So you're sort of just wasting your time by yeah. pining after someone who has moved on and isn't pining after you. Totally. Like I, I feel like when you are in a relationship and then it ends for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. someone in there decided this isn't for me. And that's as sad as that is. If you're the one being rejected, it sucks so bad. But what are you going to do? You You don't, you don't have a choice, but to just move on. Sometimes that's how it happens and it hurts, but you got to move on because it's your life. You can't just sit around waiting for someone who's already deemed you not the right fit for them. Qualified or whatever. Good fit for them. Yeah. I also have a massive problem with people romanticizing other people's partners, if that makes sense. Like, yes, I feel that's a big bad no, no. It's a big bad no, no. Like, I can't imagine being a woman meeting a man with a in a relationship and then finding a way to romanticize or sexualize them. Yeah. In my head, I just like you are brother zoned, dad zoned. It's not even in the realm of possibilities. So I actually am very like weirded out by women that fall in love with like their friends, boyfriends or husbands. It's bizarre to me. Yeah. It's off limits. But that's not what's happening here. This is someone who's already lost their partner through some form and that partner has moved on and is now getting married. So it's not like they just met someone and developed feelings. They have lingering feelings. I get what you're saying. It's like, I just like romanticizing anyone that is not, that is like they're, they've committed to somebody else. It's, I think that's like my, it all comes down to the same thing of, yeah, you just have to move on. They are not your partner anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. How did Ashley meet Brett? Okay. So Brett and I met on a dating app. He had been married for a really long time and I had been in a long-term relationship for a long time. So by the time we both became single, we were like, what was that dating app that everyone was talking about a 10 tinder? years ago? Was it Tinder? The Titter? Yeah. <laughs> the Titter? So we both downloaded Tinder. So I downloaded it because I was like, that's what everyone was like getting all hyped up about a million years ago. Mm-hmm. So I guess, and it's still there. So I assume that this is what people use. Unbeknownst to me, this was like a hookup app now. It had evolved into a hookup app. So I didn't know. So then when I was like telling people I'm on Tinder, they were like, oh. Oh, are you now? Is good that, for you, Ashley. Yeah, there was a lot of good for yous. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. But Brett got on Tinder because he was working as like a sometimes actor at the time. Mm-hmm. And he had gotten cast in this like dating reality show that was supposed to be like Tinder in real life. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be on a tropical island. The person walks up. I don't know who X it is. on the beach. Like, Bachelor in Paradise sort combined. Of, <laughs> sort of like that. And then it's just basically like people walk up and you like choose yes or no. Yeah. So it's it's like swiping on a living person right in front of you. Ugh, pressure. And so he was newly single. Mm-hmm. He didn't 
he had never been on a dating app before and he was like okay so i gotta download tinder because that's what the show's like notes referenced is like this is a real life tinder so he's like okay i'll try that so he downloads it so he was doing it as like a i'm trying to understand what it is kind of thing and he met a bunch of girls and went on dates and stuff like that like he was we don't discuss he was before <laughs> times it makes me upset too i don't want to hear it <laughs> no i mean he was like he was indulging i'm not gonna pretend like it's like just for research I, like no, seriously. i read playboy for the article people are listening <laughs> and they're like oh is that right yeah no he was definitely dating around but that's why he was on and then we matched because we didn't live that far away from each other so we were in each cute. other's areas and we were so cute but I didn't know this until till later, but he had been cast on that show and he was supposed to leave to fly out to this tropical island. Yeah. And then the night before he's supposed to leave, mm-hmm. he still hasn't gotten his flight information, his accommodation and like yeah. nothing, all that stuff. He was like, I had already signed contracts. Like this wasn't like a case of, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get a call back. He was already cast on this show. It was like decided. Yeah, he he set. had a date that he was supposed to fly out and he was waiting and waiting and waiting and he never got the information. So the day came that he was supposed to fly out and apparently the producer who had all of his information was already on this tropical faraway island where they had no service. He Thank didn't, he didn't know that He didn't know the airline. He didn't know what time what airport like he knew nothing so yeah. he couldn't he just couldn't go he didn't show up and then we matched the next day tinder was based on your distance your physical distance mm-hmm. so if, if he had left for that show yeah he wouldn't have been in my area and i wouldn't have swiped on him but because by some universe fate thing what's meant to be for you will happen yeah that's what you always say yeah so he didn't end up going and that's why he was in my area that day that is nuts. And then we matched and it was just nuts. The rest but. is history. Yeah. When we first met, we like walked up to each other and we were wearing the same exact shirt. It was like a black and red like plaid. flannel, like plaid flannel shirt. And we both like made a joke about how we were wearing the same thing. And then we didn't know how people would respond to like we found out after the fact that tinder had a really nasty like reputation at that point and we didn't know that that like neither of us had experienced anything shady with it Mm -hmm. so then we were like well we need to come up with like a fake story because there's some people in our lives who aren't going to understand what a dating app is and now the people that we know who will know what tinder is we don't want them to know that that's how we met so we came up with this fake story of like we were just walking down the street and we were both wearing the same shirt and we just started chatting and like and then it went from there it's a true story in that that was our literal first meeting we just left out the fact that that had been coordinated yes (laughs) to meet at that time but then I can't tell you how many people like when we started dating I remember an employer of mine who I was working for at the time asked me how we had met and I I didn't know what to say. I didn't know who I should tell the fake story to and who I should tell the real story to. And Mm -hmm. I panicked in the moment and was like, I guess I'm going to tell him the fake one. So I tell him the fake story that we had just kind of been like passing each other on the road and met. And he's like, oh, that's so cute. I mean, it's a lot better than like meeting him on Tinder. And I was like, very cool. Absolutely. (laughs) So gross. But the same thing happened with Brett when he... uh, I, th- I don't think that his brother Seth even knows how we actually met because oh. when he first told him I'm like dating this new girl, he told him the fake story and Seth was like, well, it's a lot better than on Tinder. Like nothing would last if it came out of Tinder. Seth, if you're listening <laughs> to this right now. You wrong. Their relationship is valid. <laughs> it's real. <laughs> You've been to the wedding. <laughs> you saw the photos. 
a lot of people meet on social media and, now and it's, dating apps. It's now so, it's like so normal. It's so normal now, but like at the time it was just weird. I don't know. We we were both just too old to be single like at that time. So it was just very, very strange to try yeah. to find like a, it was weird to both of us. And there's never a weird time to be single. No, there's Except- never, it, it, there's never a weird time, but it was like, it was a weird time where a lot of people, yeah. we, the last time we had both been single, there weren't any dating apps or things like that. Like you didn't meet on saying. Instagram. It wasn't like that. So you only met in person. But then when we were single again, it was like we were kind of too old to be going out to bars and meeting people at bars. Or you just weren't going to attract the, the right people then if you did do that. Yeah, yeah. But at the like on the other end, a lot of people were using dating apps, which for us felt weird because we just yeah. weren't used to it. So it was just this weird time in the dating era. I was only saying it's not weird because I'm trying to reinforce even to myself that just because you're not engaged or married by 30 doesn't mean it's not going to eventually happen. And I think that a lot of people think that if they haven't done things at the same pacing or the same timeline as the friends and family around them, that they are somehow, there's something like wrong with them or that it's never going to happen. Yeah. And you can find love when you're 40 or 50 or 60. Yeah. Or 32 or, or 30. 25. Yeah. Any like age. This, it just yeah. happens when it happens. Exactly. It happens when it's meant to. Totally. What was your first thought when you saw him? Holy shit. He's tall. Oh. Yeah. Because I had just gotten out of a long-term relationship with a shorty. Oh, with a shoddy or a shorty. <laughs> uh, he's a shorty. <laughs> I think it's so funny how the the fake stories of how you meet is like so important. Because one of my... Oh, is not, that, wait, is that normal? One of my exes was so embarrassed that we had met on Instagram that he told everybody, including his parents, that we had met while watching a baseball game. Yeah. And I was like, but how did I... Why am I at that person's house? I don't know the guy in which I'm watching <laughs> that baseball game. And I'm not going to anyone's house just to watch the game. Oh <laughs> the big <God>. game. <laughs> <laughs> I got to watch it. Who was it? Was it... Yes. <laughs> He was dead set on it. And, I, and then he would get upset because I'd be like, I mean, no, it was on Instagram. And then he'd have to make it very clear in the order in which everything Aww. happened. It was very funny. What an idiot. Yes, totally. Okay. Um, importance of knowing your partner's love language and how to discuss how you receive love. This is a good one. Oh, that's so crucial. You can't yeah. be in a relationship with anybody. No. Not authentically if you don't know their love language. I think it has the ability to be a deal breaker if you do not sit down and have a discussion about how you receive and give love. Mm-hmm. And if that happens to be compatible with the person that you're with, mm-hmm. because you can have two people that are madly in love, but if they're displaying it in a way that is just, that's just not how someone feels love, then you're at square one and no one, you know. It's so rare though that a couple has the same, has love, the language. same love language. It's it's usually the opposite. It's, it's always the down one. though. And, yeah. And figuring it out is what yeah. I'm saying. If you don't do that, it could should, be deal breaker. It, that has to be one of the first things you talk about when you start dating somebody, when you're Absolutely. talking about each other's history and you know, what are the conflicts from your past relationships or things like that, that what are your pet peeves? Like those are all things that you should have the ability to talk about and your totally. love language should be one of them. They should know what their love language is. Mm-hmm. And you should know what yours is and then be able to figure out from there, is that actually compatible? And if it's not, then how do we do it? If you want to, you know, if, if you you're, want if you're to, willing yeah. to put in the work, are we willing to do this? Yeah. 
And there's nothing that I hate more than people that say you should just know. It's infuriating to me. That's not true. Because you can't know anything. You can't know anything about we all stem from, you know, our childhood traumas, all of our relationship issues. They come from watching whatever relationships were modeled Mm -hmm. in front of you as a child, any traumas that you have, the relationship dynamics you have with your caregivers, all of those things. It's like denying that is ridiculous and denying that you that isn't what you bring into an adult relationship is just naive it's crazy like you have to know what your own baggage is figure out how to make it work with a partner and they have to do the same thing 100 percent. and i think that with my love language being words of affirmation that is a difficult thing that i have come to find with dating the opposite sex because I do feel like a lot of men aren't inclined to verbalize emotion as well, mm-hmm. just because of how they were raised. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that requires a lot of work for my counterpart because, you know, you're supposed to be this masculine, tough, you know, whatever force. And then your girlfriend wants you to tell her all the reasons that you love her and what you think is so wonderful about her. And that does take work and that takes patience and a lot of conversation to, you yeah. know, make that other person feel loved yeah but also like usually our love language is what we didn't get as children Mm -hmm. and you can heal from that stuff totally so your love language might also evolve and it might evolve with your relationship and what he or she brings to the table yes and a new dynamic and I feel like with words of affirmation I think it has a tendency to be labeled as seeking constant validation Mm. which I think is completely incorrect. I think there is a difference. Whereas when I do something for somebody or I'm, I feel like I have a tendency to not feel like I'm doing enough ever Mm. or like as a partner where it's like not doing enough or I'm not funny enough or whatever, pretty or smart enough. I don't think I could hold this person's attention. Mm -hmm. I have an inclination to feel like that. Mm. So when I am in love with somebody and I'm, you know, someone's partner, it means everything to me to hear you're doing a good job like I think you're funny you make me happy Mm -hmm. and I don't want it's a bummer that that could be seen as seeking validation or feeling insecure I think that's just someone who doesn't want to take the time to understand what that really means to you like you could just take words of affirmation at its surface level and anyone can form that into whatever they want to but I think it if somebody's just going to write it off as that laziness that's just yeah that's somebody who's just belittling your love language and your needs yeah and isn't interested in actually being a partner to you totally shows lack of depth Mm -hmm. what is your your love languages words of affirmation and touch or service mine I feel like it changes over time yeah I would say words of affirmation but I think also quality time yeah and yeah. I want it all. <laughs> yeah. And I think also acts of service. <laughs> the only thing that I, doesn't do re- is gifts. Yeah. Gifts don't really do it for me. No. I mean, at that being said, I'm not mad at gifts, but it's definitely more what makes me feel loved is someone acknowledging that I'm doing a jo- good job yeah. or that they recognize that I'm trying to be a good partner to them or that I'm trying to do something that's foreign to me, which is usually their love language. Totally. But also quality time. So I think it's those. I think it's words of affirmation and quality time because I would much rather spend an evening just watching TV or sitting side by side while we're both doing something else yeah. than get a present and not spend any time sure. together. And I feel like time is, especially as you get, get older, you realize how precious time is. And yeah. so the concept of someone wanting to spend any time with you, mm-hmm. if not the entire day, the entire weekend, mm-hmm. 
I feel like that is the one time that you could argue you should just know because I feel like if someone wants to be with you and share so many memories and share so many moments with you that you could argue then they're obviously very serious about you. I would argue that's not true. Really? Oh, I guess you could argue loneliness and just wanting someone a warm body be, there. Yeah. And like I could I could see yeah. it's a lot to easier me, to get into a routine where you you show up all the time because yeah. that's your routine or you get into a comfortable home life or something like that. And then it's just more comfortable that's to true. stay there rather than leave. I was but, looking at But obviously choosing. you've you've got well yeah, and you, I mean that is so you're still choosing that. Mm-hmm. I think someone just choosing you day after day, week after week, year after year, that's massive. Will a woman still want to date you if she finds out you've been in therapy for a while? Hell That's, yeah. That is hot. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Oh my gosh. Yes. There's yeah, nothing. Lead with that. There's lead nothing with sexier that. than that for some reason. Oh yeah. I mean, everybody, it's the same as like going to the gym every week. Like you have, it's your mental health is so important. Absolutely. And a person who makes it a priority because we all need therapy. We all benefit from healing and focusing on ourselves and doing, trying to better yourself. Mm-hmm. But usually most people are either getting pressured into it by someone who's unhappy with them or they don't. And then they're yeah. just like kind of miserable people or unhappy or they can't figure out what why their relationship isn't working. And so someone who's like looks at their life and is like, I'm not OK with this. I want to fix this or I want to improve this or I want to be happier. I want to feel mm-hmm. happier. And that's going to make me a better partner. I mean, there's like for any reason that you're going to therapy, it's a good thing. It's a really, really, really good sign. I agree with that. And I feel like therapy is like seen as a punishment or like a last resort when if anything, it's like you're providing yourself with the ability to improve everything about your life Mm -hmm. and taking the initiative to do so Mm -hmm. is massive. I think that's so like self-aware. I was going to say self-aware men, but self-aware people are so attractive people Mm -hmm. that are in denial of having problems are those i do not even want in my life no take responsibility yeah so yeah lead with that we like that yeah that's a very very good good sign what do you struggle with in relationships um (laughs) how much time do we have um just go for it (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah take the floor (laughs) um i i'm not sure what i struggle with just off the top of my head I know um, what I friggin' struggle. I know with. what I know, but what do I struggle? Oh, with? Oh, you're like I know what you struggle I know with. What, I know what you struggle with. What do I struggle with? I don't know. What are, what's the theme of your most of your issues? Most of our issues come from conflict resolution. I think. Okay. We are. I think we're both more reactive when an mm-hmm. issue is brought up. Like we don't handle conflict very well. Our yeah. ego just like rolls mm-hmm. the show. And then two strong-willed egos are like yeah. a recipe for disaster. So I think most of our problems really just stem from conflict resolution. Like we just It's a lot of people just not figure it out. Talk it out. Yeah. Mine's so much longer than that. Um no, I mean I'm sure I'm sure I have more if I had if I had to think about it. And I'm sure my complaints about Brett would be different than his complaints about me, but ultimately I think we would both agree that like our biggest issue is conflict resolution for sure. Because when things are good, we can talk about anything and everything totally. for hours. But the moment one of us gets mad, it's just like tensions. Ego and emotion. Everything. Every, yeah. yeah. And it's just so, we just like walk away. Like we are so immature. Yeah. Like this is so <laughs> embarrassing. Yeah. But. um, You should just start arm wrestling. I would lose every time. Oh, okay. You, That's a terrible idea. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like just get out your <laughs> pent up or like play mini golf. Go play an angry round. I don't know. <laughs> What do I struggle with in relationships? I struggle with a lot 
and I'm going to just, <laughs> she just goes, I think that the main theme is that I don't like to be someone with needs in a relationship. So I Stepford wife it up. You don't want to be cumbersome to someone or yes. bothersome. Yes. I don't want to ever be what causes the bad day or like puts them in a bad mood. And with that's terrible because I am a human with emotions and you're deserving. Yeah. And like you can, it's like, I, I don't know how to bring a, up a complaint and then not regret it for the rest of the day and then beat myself up because who would want to be with a nag like that? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big thing for me. Which is all just in your head. It's all your oh, yeah. narrative. Oh, for like everything. <laughs> all my problems are up here. <laughs> and then also choosing, I think, emotionally unavailable people. Yeah. I mean, I think that all that's a lot of people. A lot of people do that. Like we all have these internal dialogues that stem from our childhood. Yeah. Like, and we unintentionally seek out partners who reinforce this narrative mm-hmm. that whatever it is, you're whatever not worthy, you're not whatever, ourselves. yeah, whatever baggage it is that you have that you're yeah. bringing into it. Usually you'll find someone who validates and confirms sure. that as real. And yeah. because that's why we tend to seek out partners who were like our parents or remind us of our parents in some way, because it just reinforces this narrative that we don't realize we have yeah. since we were children. So I think that yeah, that's everybody. It's so true. And you have to recognize that, which goes back to the guys going to therapy is like, you have to recognize that and be like, oh, I need to change that narrative. That doesn't yeah. have to be my narrative. And I can think of like my ideal partner mm-hmm. and find that person. But totally. I have to change this narrative first because it's not the people I'm continuing to date because they're, they're not going to validate this narrative that totally. I have in my head. It's like that thing of that we were discussing the other day where it's like, I don't feel like I'm the most lovable person. And then I choose men that will make me feel like I'm not lovable. Mm-hmm. So it just reinforces that narrative that I've already decided about myself in my yeah. head. And then it just repeats itself, repeats itself. Which is so wild because you are the most lovable Thanks. person. You're like a ball of love that's so easy to love. It's really nice. Yeah. Gonna cry when <laughs> cried that day you said that <laughs> it's really really nice but I feel like I did a good job too. yeah you you've made a conscious decision to change your own internal narrative and recognize that it doesn't have anything to do with him like okay I don't want this to be who I date anymore totally. I, I can think of my ideal partner and what he brings to the table and pursue someone like that so what do I have to do to change things to make room for that absolutely and that's totally what you're doing I think that that also it's a good time to also mention that if you are someone that does have damage or baggage like we all do and then you meet somebody that fits you perfectly and is so good like to their core a good human it doesn't mean that you're not going to still work through that PTSD mm-hmm. and like those old those old memories or those old feelings that old narrative mm-hmm. it's going to take work just because you find the right fit for you does not mean that things are always just going to be easy you have a lot of work that you have to do within yourself to mm-hmm. make it a healthy relationship yeah otherwise you will find a way to repeat that cycle yeah except for with a really good guy and like what a waste you know yeah how to prevent being friend zoned I think if you're going to be friend zoned you're going to be friend zoned you either have an interest in each other or you don't if you're both single adults who are open to a relationship and one of you doesn't feel inclined then I think that it is what it is. It's, yeah. It sounds like, how do I rope someone into being attracted to me? Totally. Like you just, you automatically have to be intrigued by them in some capacity. But also sometimes you just view someone as a friend, your whole relationship develops as a friendship. Mm-hmm. And then as you grow and evolve as people, you might actually 
turn that into a romantic relationship. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Which is actually amazing and probably how a lot of it should happen is starting as friends, going into relationships. Yeah. I just happen to be one of those people that if I have, it's not even that we don't have chemistry, but we met under pretenses that made it so that we are strictly friends. I can never see you in another light other than a friend. Once I have put you in that category, I don't know how to even sexualize you. My brain just doesn't work like that. Yeah, but I mean like- that sounds like you're talking about someone of like, like a boss or like a, a friend's boyfriend or something like that. Like that's, or a teacher, um, but like, that's, that's not what we're referencing. I don't think, I think we're talking yeah. about two consenting adults who have the option of being together if they and want they just, to be, and they just choose not either to either have or, or you don't. Yeah. Like you're interested or you're not, you can't force yeah. someone to be interested in you. That's true. There's either chemistry or there isn't. Yeah. And the next one was, how do you get a guy to want to date you? Oh, was that from the same person? No, it's different. <laughs> you have to be yourself. Exactly. Like you just, you have to be confident with who you are as a person. You have to know what you need in a relationship and a partner. You're like, what are you looking for and why is what you're looking for sustainable or healthy? Mm-hmm. And if you know those things and they are healthy and they are sustainable and you want to build a you know, real healthy foundation with someone, then it just helps you weed out the people who aren't on the same page as you. But I mean, if you're just looking for a relationship to be in a relationship, then that's a different thing. Yeah. I was going to make a joke and be like, wait, so you don't, you just don't go work out a lot? <laughs> you don't just like hit the gym You don't weekly? hit the gym more? <laughs> you don't get your nails done on the bi-weekly? That was so funny. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. Know what you want. Make your intentions clear. Yeah. And then you either have a taker or you don't. Yeah. You're going to find somebody. Also, I think being really happy with where your life is, you end up attracting people that will want to join that circle. I mean, (laughs) what you put out there is like what you get back. And so if you do feel really fulfilled and confident Mm -hmm. within your life as it is, and you don't view a partner or relationship as completing you. Yeah then you're going to end up finding someone who actually really wants to be with you to be with you. Not because like finding a partner to complete you or complete your life or something or fill up your life. You're just looking for the wrong thing and you're going to date the wrong person. Absolutely. And then it's not going to last because it wasn't built on the right foundation. No, it's possible. You just need to be really honest with yourself first and foremost. I think those were good questions. And uh, as professional advice givers yes i think we've really nailed it <laughs> good for us really good for us in my opinion i think um yeah we covered we covered so much yeah so between the off our off time between the seasons we do bonus content mm-hmm. so if there's anything that anyone wants to hear or see more of then you can make a suggestion uh like this was a suggestion love and advice question yeah. so we saved it for this bonus episode and here you go you're welcome <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> All right. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you enjoy listening. We owe everything to the many journalists, authors, filmmakers, psychiatrists, and psychologists whose extensive work and expertise we pulled from to share this episode with you. For all of our detailed source material, please visit our website, thecrimebarpodcast.com.
If you'd like to see content from today, you can find us on Instagram at Crime Bar Podcast. We really love doing this show, and if you'd like to help the continued creation of it, you can support by donating to our Patreon, which we have linked on our website as well as our Instagram, patreon.com slash crimebarpodcast. This episode was hosted by Ashley Brumley-Johnson and Anna Katharina. We'll see you next week.